Welcome everyone, Dylan Jamelli here today with a brand new video for you. So today we are going to do it. We are going to talk about SARMs versus steroids again. But before we get into that, I just want to give a big thank you to everybody out there supporting the channel. You guys are absolutely amazing. The feedback, the likes, the comments, it's just, man, it is really, really amazing. It's awesome. I can't thank you enough. We've got to get more. Um, so if you would, if you haven't yet, please subscribe. Please like the videos if you're enjoying them. Make sure to click that bell notification so you don't miss out on any of the content I'm providing. After you subscribe, you got to click that bell or YouTube won't notify you. So once again, thank you guys. I, I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate it. So let's dive in. I've talked SARMs versus steroids, I don't know how many times. And I just want to do it again because I see constant questions coming up. Um, and... Without getting into detail too much, I often have had words that have been mixed, things that have been said that I have said that are completely inaccurate, and hey, there's things that I've said many years ago that I would take back now as well. I'm not just completely not at fault here for some of the things that have been said, and I want to make sure that I make everything as clear as possible, especially with the times today. You have to be ever so careful about every last little word you say, and I certainly want to don't want to offend anybody out there. That's a joke because I really don't care. Um, okay, so starting from the top, I want to make this abundantly clear that no, never will I make a claim that SARMs are stronger than steroids. Never will I make that claim. Now, S23 on its own has a fighter's puncher's chance against some of the more mild steroids. I I'm still not going to make that claim. Otherwise, we're, we're way far off here in terms of just overall strength. Now, I do want to make something also very clear. If we take a look and we run like a basic steroid cycle, and let's just throw one out there. Let's do like a test uh, and D-ball. That's it. Just test and D-ball. And then we run a SARM stack of like, I don't know, let's do a triple stack with like LGD, YK11, and... MK2866. Let's say we're stacking those three. Um, obviously, we're going for size on each one. Clearly, the testosterone in D-ball is going to just produce way bigger results in terms of size, right? But we do know that D-ball is highly estrogenic. You're going to get a lot of water weight, most of it unwanted, and you're going to probably sacrifice a lot of that. I'm not going to say that you can't keep gains from D-ball because you can, but we all know that you're not going to keep a ton of those. Um... Now, with the SARMs, you, let's just say, and there's a good chance you could pop 15 to 20 pounds on that test and D-ball cycle. You really could. Um, but capability-wise and, and long-term, and we've got side effects, we've got post-cycle therapy. I'm talking, we're wrapping this all up into a ball. Let's say you run a 12-week cycle. Uh, you got two weeks of, of esters clearing, and then you got, let's say, a four- to six-week PCT. All right, so we're up to almost 20 weeks. On a SARM stack, like I just said, we're doing like 12 weeks, do a mini post cycle of four weeks, we're about 16 weeks. So after your 20 weeks, your steroids, and your 20 weeks of SARMs, and then we'll, let's say we look four to six weeks past that. I would argue, because I've seen it many, many times, that after the SARM stack, you're probably going to have kept, percentage-wise, a lot more than you have with the other cycle. That's not to say that you still won't have bigger results, with the, the steroid cycle, but 
you're going to keep a lot more with the SARM cycle. You're going to recover a lot easier, and you're going to be able to run another cycle a lot quicker than you would with steroids, being that you, you technically time on equals time off, so you would not want to run another steroid cycle for a good 20 weeks. So if we're thinking long-term, and you have to be able to see that and envision the long-term here, you could really feasibly make the argument that you're going to be better off with the SARMs long-term. That's a different argument. But if we're talking pure strength, on the surface, there is no argument. Now, steroids are going to have a lot harsher side effects. You're not going to have estrogenic side effects with SARMs, at least with pure SARMs. You're not going to have that huge amount of suppression unless S23 is used, then you will. SARMs are still slightly suppressive. Um, and, and you still will see some suppression, but you're not going to bottom out. And another thing about SARMs, when you look at total testosterone numbers, you're going to see that decrease, right? But when you look at LH and FSH, well, good Lord, you're going to see something a little bit different because a lot of times those will rise or stay stabilized, where with steroids, they're going to be tanked out, bottomed out, zero. That's a huge difference as well. That's a major difference that never gets talked about. SARMs are not toxic. Um, I have seen some blood work with RAD140 and a few times with MK2866 where there were some slight elevations in liver values and cholesterol. Sometimes quality comes into question, sometimes dosing comes into question, but it's it's possible. But you're, there's nowhere that you can compare these to steroids, especially toxic oral steroids that can hammer your liver, hammer your cholesterol, kidneys. I can go on and on. So we've got way more suppression, we've got way more toxicity, we've got possible estrogenic side effects with a lot of steroids, they don't all convert to estrogen, where you're avoiding those with SARMs. Now, you're going to get stronger on steroids, you're going to get bigger, your performance is probably going to be higher depending upon what you're using. I can make an argument for something like GW501516, especially as an ultimate performance enhancer. Um, so, Performance-wise depends on what you're doing, what your aim is, what your goal is. So um, one of the things about SARMs that I did kind of point out there a little bit ago is that you can run them more often. So with the steroid cycle, you run a 12-week cycle, you got your four to six-week post-cycle, you got your esters clearing. You're probably looking at about 20 weeks on. You need to take a minimum of 20 weeks off before you run another one. With SARMs, you could run your 12-week cycle, run your four-week mini PCT and I mean, four to six weeks later, you could run another one and you could just keep going like that. So you could probably run double the amount of SARM cycles, if not more in a year than you could with steroids. And one would argue it would be a lot safer and a lot less toll on your body. Um, another thing with steroids over time, even with a nice thorough stringent PCT, chances are if you continue to cycle many, many years, you're going to just wind up on TRT. It's pretty much inevitable. I'm not going to say it's a guarantee, but it's pretty probable. And most that are being honest will tell you that. Um, I've tried to argue against that, but if I'm being totally long, long-term honest, you can definitely, definitely last a long time and recover with good, strong PCTs. But if you're running like 10 years worth of cycles, chances are very, very high you're going to end up on TRT, where with SARMs, chances are very, very low that that's going to happen. So you can see the differences here. Now, also with SARMs, they're all orally taken. Now, there has been some injectables that have come out, which I'm not even going to even get into right now. I don't even want to go there. I think you can already tell I don't like it. 
Um, but let's focus that they're generally taken orally, whereas with steroids, you're going to have to inject most of them. Now there are oral steroids and things of that nature, but that can be a turnoff for some people that don't want their families to know, that are scared of needles, whatever the case may be. Um, that's your own personal thing, but that, you know, dosing and things like that, that's another thing to look at. So there's a lot of differences here, some subtle, some obvious, some large, um, and it really comes down to you. You can definitely utilize both. Shit, I've utilized both for how many years? Where I'd run a steroid cycle, stack SARMs with it basically every time, and then run them as a bridge in between, or you don't have to stack SARMs with it, run your cycle, run SARMs as a bridge, etc. You can do that as well. There's a million different options and scenarios we can play here. And they often go hand in hand. But when we're comparing and contrasting them, there's it's hard to say one is so much better than the other because that is the most subjective concept out there. Because what's good for me or my wants and goals may be the complete and utter opposite of you. And somebody out there watching may have a reaction to this, 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 and this where I don't or the next person might. All I can do when it comes to PEDs and things is to give you basic facts and then you have to, by trial and error, which sucks, but that's part of this, see what your body agrees with and what it doesn't, what it can and cannot handle. Everything is subjective. I can feed you facts all day long till I'm blue in the face, till I am so sick and tired of it, I want to pull out my hair. All right? And you can listen to them all day until you're sick and tired of it. And they may not ever apply to you because everybody's so different. So please keep an open mind and understand that while I give you facts, they're not always a guarantee because everybody's so different. The majority will find it to be true or more accurate, but it does not apply to everybody. So always remember that and keep an open mind and realize there's good and bad on both of these. I know it's always Doe Jamelli's Pro Sarms and he's pushing the... I have had the strongest belief in them since the first time that I used them. And I'm talking, I get my years mixed up, but it was 2011 or 2012, the first one I ran. I, I'd have to, it's one or the other, but it's damn near a decade ago. And ever since that time, from the moment that I used them, my outlook has only gotten more positive with them. And it's not by chance, and it's not for any other reason other than I thoroughly believe in them. And you can call me every, whatever, I don't care. I really don't at this point. I just tell you how it is. Look, I'm telling you the good, bad, and the ugly with them, just the same with steroids. It's all up to you. And you can do both. Or you can do none. Or you can tell me I'm whatever, or whatever, I don't care. I just want to help everybody and give you the most unbiased, best understanding possible. Because I like many things. And I don't like many things. And it's just like, I always tell my wife when we're talking sports, because I've really got her into sports. And she'll say, but you don't like this guy. Why are you saying this, this, and this? Well, because I'm being honest about him as a player. Just because I don't like him, just like I don't like D-ball, for instance. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and act like it doesn't have this, 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 and this benefit. So if I'm ranking players or judging players just because I don't like somebody, i got no credibility if I'm not honest. I'll tell you I don't like him as a person, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to be dishonest about their game or you know their play or their actions or whatnot. So... To have credibility, you've got to be able to talk facts. I'll give you my opinion and I'll say, IMO, 
in my opinion. And that's it. But here's the facts. So that being said, thank you again, everybody. Much love, much appreciation. Stay tuned for plenty more to come. Dylan Jamelli, signing off.